Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and this week's Stop Hammer Time looks at three games of football. It's three games of football since we last spoke to you. Uh, two wins and a defeat. And normally that would be good. But this has been two of the least satisfying wins I've ever encountered. And also a crush, a, a, a defeat that could have been penned by Edgar Allan Poe or, or Wes Anderson or Jordan Peele. It was a horrific, a horrific nightmare uh, that still haunts my dreams uh but framed by two victories um there was three games in a week um and the most recent of these was fulham away uh and uh here uh, is somebody who went to that game uh, as always it's jim grant good evening hello hello jim all right hello yes very 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 well thank you very much looking forward to hearing your report from the Fulham game. Also yeah. with us this week, is a great friend of the podcast. He is uh, author and uh, poster of videos, poster of video, video content, content post, content producer, content maker, influence. He's an influencer. Uh, he is Rob Banks. Good evening. I Hello, Rob. Influence, influencer is is pushing it slightly, but uh, well, it, there's not a lot I can influence. It influences me. It influences oh. me because I like it, and it puts me in a good mood. Fair so enough. now, Rob, uh, of course, is the author of uh, um, many West Ham-centric books: *An Irrational Hatred of Luton*, *West Ham Till I Die*, *The Legacy of Barry Green*, uh, and *An Irrational Hatred of Everything*. Uh, uh, in fact, those are all of them, I think. And, uh, <laughs> That's and my knowledge. Also, yeah. Also, uh, are you uh, hmm. when you say to your knowledge, do you? Leave a I pen do. and paper by your bed and write <laughs> in sort of automatic writing and occasionally produce like a novel worth of stuff. Yeah, it gets automatically submitted and I don't know anything about it. So, mm. uh, yeah, damn that other Rob Banks with his romantic fiction. Um, yes, uh, but also you've been posting videos uh, in a series called uh, The John Lyle Years. Uh, and these are, this is a, a kind of... Um, 
um, a jog through the John Lyle era at West Ham United with excerpts from the games and current musical hits and captions describing the course of that season. And uh, very good it is. Uh, so do look out for that. It's uh, If you sort of find Robert Banks on YouTube, you should find the channel that's got all of those videos on it. And now there are a lot of uh, because John Lyle obviously had a long tenure. Uh, just, just posted just posted episode fifty seven at the weekend. So. Holy smoke, fifty seven! Yeah. Oh. And there's there's uh, we're, I'm just working on February of eighty seven, February of nineteen eighty seven. So we've got another two years and a bit to cover. Yes, blimey, mm. that is a titanic undertaking. Yes. Um, so, Jim, you went yeah. to the Fulham game at the weekend. Uh, we love the Fulham fixture, obviously, uh, for its musical qualities. You get you get songs such as "You Pay Our Benefits," <laughs> "You Pay Our Benefits." Uh, Does your butler know you're here? Uh, you only wonderful. drink champagne. You only drink champagne. It's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. It's a it's like a sort of musical theatre. You know, there's been that thing about. Uh, uh, people joining in with songs at Man- in Manchester. The audience joined in with the singing of the songs in the Bodyguard, and some of them got thrown out for that. And there's <laughs> been a big furore about joining in. But those songs, you have to join in, really. If just yes. one bloke, one bloke who thought of it, just sang that, you know, in a stadium on his own, that would be, um, it'd be very poor. There'd be no atmosphere be at all. It would be poor. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favourite um, away days, Fulham. Um, we, uh, we 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 tend to drink in a rather lovely uh, pub called the Bricklayers Arms, just yep. over Putney Bridge. It's a nice walk, especially if the weather is okay, <clears throat> through the Bishop's Park to the to the ground. It's got an old fashioned, even with the new stand, it's still got a kind of old fashioned sort of type quality about it. Um, and it always seems to be a big following. It always seems to, we always seem to do well there, uh, and. Um, uh, the singing it was loud and proud. There was the longest sort of sustained rendition of West Ham's current blue army I can remember in a long, long while. And, oh, that's uh, good. And, and it was great. It was really, um, really enjoyable. Um, uh, unlike the football, which uh, although you know the result was right, the, um, the the football was 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 not inspiring. And I, I, to be honest, in the first half, we were we were dreadful. <laughs> really dreadful. Were we? Yeah, oh I mean, you know, just just passes going astray, not closing down again, not really. really? You know, we were solid and well organised at the back, and the bonners coming in made it made a big difference. Um, but I mean, it was like in a sense he reverted to his his sort of traditional team, didn't he? There were none of the no absolutely new summer signings involved no. at all. So it was like kind of you know backs against the wall lads i'm going to go back to my tried and tested people um and the problem is they sort of you know they can't quite sort of run as fast as they did like no. two years ago no, um, no. and um yeah you know and well also- i mean that's something we're going to come to isn't it because yeah. i mean you can't um you know draw a conclusion from that result a win a much-needed win away from home by saying, I'm going to reward that 11 players by giving them the next game. 
because the next game is Arsenal. And, you know, Martinelli yeah. and Saka are just going to have a fucking field day. Yeah, it, it doesn't It doesn't bear thinking about. It can't. It absolutely can't do it. It doesn't bear thinking about. Anyway, second half was, was, was better partly because Fulham just sort of, just sort of, kind of sort of gave up really trying um and uh we did actually create the chances in the second half to have won the game more comfortably um but but no, their, their keeper made a couple of decent saves but also it, again it's the same thing in front of goal wrong options right near the end corner you know rob yeah. broke through just had to side you know just slide it to ben rama and it was a tap-in, um, but he, he went on his own and and, and didn't chip the goalkeeper. Um, Ings had a sort of snap chance that, again, the keeper, keeper got out quickly and saved it. But it was a nice little move inside the box. And I think Bowen probably had one that he, he should have done better with as well. So, you know, we had kind of shots on target and chances chances to, um, to win the game in the second half. But overall, you know, it was it was a needs must, wasn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've uh, um, there have been these must-win games that actually, generally, we have won. Yeah, um, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we do, we we create must-win games by losing the games in between, don't we? <laughs> uh, so suddenly, a game becomes a must-win game that would have just been a game, uh, you yeah. know, in any other season. Um, what stadium was it where the ground was so tight that there was nowhere for the players? Was that Craven Cottage to warm up, run up and down the touchline? So they had exercise bikes on the touchline. Do you remember? Oh, oh I don't remember that. The players came out and they sat on exercise bikes because the ground was too tight to run up and down on the touchline. Where was that? I can't maybe they were doing. Cottage. Maybe they were doing something to one of the stands that made the pitch much smaller we went to games at this ground where uh, that happened i think yeah. it might have been i wonder if they were doing something at fulham uh, maybe. What I mean? moving the pitch across or something but uh they had perhaps it was to, perhaps it was to power the floodlights yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh mm. yes it was um yeah it was, it was you know it's a small ground uh and so i want to say fulham so I will. Fulham. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, we had um, something like 20-something percent possession in that game. I mean, it. you know, obviously the noises coming from uh, the manager and the players after the game were, you know, those of delight that it was a, a great performance. But, you know, as you say, Jim, it sounds like it, it sort of really yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I mean, 24%, but but as I say, overall in the game, the better chances. Five shots on target to their three. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> they, they, have, they had more shots overall, but they didn't really create to create much. They looked like what they are is a sort of mid-table team now. Now safe, they probably expected a relegation fight, but they're not in it. And... Um, they, they they had flip flops on for the second half, really, to be honest. Um, but we, you know, Ogbonna definitely marshals a defence more effectively than any of our other defenders. He, he's talking. He, he gets. Uh, he and Zuma were kind of noticeably tighter together than than Aguirre and Zuma were. If you th if you think of Callum Wilson's goal going back to moving on to Newcastle, you know, 
there was there were oceans between them, weren't there? And he had yeah. the freedom of the space between them. That would never have happened on um, on Saturday, I don't think. Uh, it would have been tighter to him. Um, yeah, the yeah. the pundits on Match of the Day pointed out sort of the, the Zuma and Ogbonna worked as a unit. Uh, yeah, they were you know, good. They were never that far apart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you need it. I mean, you know, if you keep a clean sheet, you know, it's the, <laughs> you keep a clean sheet, you've got to, even if you are shit in attack, you do have a chance of winning the game. So, But, you know. um, I mean, four games in a row... Uh, our our single goals have come from an own goal against Fulham, a corner against Newcastle, a free kick against Southampton, a penalty against Aston Villa. Not a single goal from open play. No, it's Four a worry. Games. It's Four nothing games from a striker. In a nothing from a striker either. No, no. no. <clears throat> well, no we were talking. Until... I went with. I went to the game with um, with uh, young Luca and and with. Um, Gary Killington and Chris Miles, and we were talking before the game. You know, we heard there were changes, and we were speculating about what what kind of what kind of changes we'd like to see. And um, I, I, I was I, I was ashamed that for, I wanted four hours in the team, and it was a shame that he didn't have his his best game. But I mean, I think you know, he did he not? No, he wasn't. He, no, he struggled a little bit. But I do think it it makes a difference when there's when there's effective movement in front of him, and that and that. Uh, you know, Ings doesn't offer offer that much. Uh, my uh, my feeling is that we have strikers. We have a set of strikers who don't score goals, um, and I I just feel let the, let that young Obama lad have a run. Just he's he's not going to be. He's got pace. Um, he'll be hungry and ambitious. He knows where the goal is. He's got you know he's got in the habit of sticking the ball in the net. Hat trick in the um, in the Youth Cup semi final. Yeah, uh, did you go to that? Uh, I didn't in the end. I couldn't. I did mm. the timing. Did like, it was an early kickoff, wasn't it? And I just in the end ran out of rope in terms of timing, yeah. but I, I wanted to. Um, uh, but I just feel, you know, well, he's not going to do any worse, is it? If you if you have strikers who actually just don't score goals, um, yeah. give give him give him a go. I'd say, look, be a hero, keep us up, go, go have, a, have a go, lad. You know, and. Uh, but obviously, that's never going to be in the Moyes playbook, is it? Um, and it wouldn't be in most managers' playbooks, really, because the pressure's on them in a way that isn't on us supporters. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'd love to see what he could do if it were given a little bit of a run. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, you know, Moyes as well as giving some thought to the defensive problems that we saw after Newcastle gave some thought to the attacking issues as well by playing two up front. Um, but, you know, I, I still think we could have been a little bit more progressive, perhaps for an hours for Suchek, uh, you know, uh, given that Paqueta uh, was injured. You know, yeah. if he played that four four two, presumably, and Paqueta was, you know, uh, fit and playing at his best, I wonder what he would have done. He does seem to love Suchek. It's quite possible Paqueta might actually have made way, which would be a bit nuts. Uh, yeah, the subs made us better actually. Um, ben Rama and Downs came on, and and we improved. Um, you know, uh, so uh, you know if that's who was that for? For Nelson Suchek? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Suchek should quite possibly have been rested anyway after playing in both of the games yeah. in the previous kind of seven days. It's like 
you know that is again what a squad is for but uh you know a player that that has is only really in the last few games been coming back into his form could perhaps do with a rest given that we've got a game you know in two days time and then another well yeah i mean he was coming back but actually he's had he's not had a great week really has he in terms of, of his of his contributions i mean there are t- i think he seems to be um wasn't true obviously of the game on um because of the change of formation on saturday but in the few games prior to that he, he's been the more advanced of the midfield three hasn't he yeah yeah um and it, it almost you know as if as if uh Moyes is trying to wish him into Fellaini mark 2 and he's never really going to be that that player is he and i i, I feel you know it, there's a danger when he's in that more advanced position games he's not as he's not that mobile and and games pa- can pass him by a bit can't they you know yeah I mean, he always try i mean he's an absolute yeah you know, uh, absolute workhorse, isn't he? But I, I feel actually that that aspect of his game, his stamina, and the fact that he's always fit to play, has been you know. I mean, over three years, he's been sort of worked into the ground by West Ham and by the Czech Republic, hasn't he? In many ways, yeah. he's hardly had a break. You know? No, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, interesting. Yes, it's a shame four hours didn't have his best game. Um, so we, um, so you know, this week has seen, uh, you know, again an unconvincing win at uh, Aston Villa, and uh, then that just horrific uh, defeat to Newcastle. Uh, Rob, we we were at both of those games, weren't we? Mm. Um, I mean, it was probably one of the least satisfying wins I've ever seen. Anyway, that Southampton game, I didn't think we played. I didn't think it we played strange. particularly was, well. Yeah, it was strange though because. I approached the game feeling really nervous because it was a game with a lot of jeopardy attached to it. Obviously, if we'd lost, we could have gone bottom, and um, yeah. well, lose, losing the game would have had would have been a disaster. Um, and yet, throughout the ninety minutes, um, I felt strangely, certainly for watching West Ham over <laughs> over a forty year period, it was one of the most comfortable I felt. Yes, I it was. Feel at any point that, that yeah. we were going to lose. Um, and, it, and then there was this strange sort of contrary situation where we also looked as though we didn't, you know, we didn't actually want to win the game either. Um, no, no. Southampton, I mean, were, Southampton were poor, I thought. They um, were. And, and, and we, we rode our luck to an extent. I, I just thought that um, it was it was a game. It felt more like a friendly than a, than a game that had you know there was a relegation six pointer. Yeah, we had a sort of uh, we had a oh god, what was that the Newcastle? When when there was nearly a deflected goal in the first couple of in the first minute of that the game. That, that was Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle wasn't it? Um, we we had spells in the Southampton game like we do a lot, you know. Like the 2003 season, uh, this game has this season has featured a lot of games in which we have played well without putting the ball in the net. And similarly, Southampton, um, as you say, Rob, they weren't offering all that much. But while we couldn't put the ball in the net, our dominance was essentially sort of worth nothing because in fact we played lots of good football in that game against yeah. Southampton. But um, it, you know, it, it, the the better you play, 
the more alarm bells go off because, you know, often you have a period of concerted pressure in which you fail to score. And then either the other team comes into the game or your heads go down slightly, mm. you know. Mm. And there was um, a situation at the end where I thought it was a from we were up the other end, but uh, it looked like a great save from Fabianski. But looking at it on TV, it looked like they just hit the bar. Just hit the um, bar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right at the end. And and that's the margins, isn't it? You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. we were that, that close to actually drawing a game that we looked that we looked so exactly. comfortable. Yeah. Um, Bowen hit the bar as well and it, it did really well. Yes, and that's true, yes. That's the true. build up to that that attempt was good as well. I mean Very I, good. it was I think Rob's right. It was a kind of surprisingly tepid affair, wasn't it, as a game. It wasn't it wasn't the blood and guts. Yeah, no tackles flying in or um but no, no. And the, the interesting thing about the opening, of the, as you now you mentioned it, to the Newcastle game, which I, 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 I only watched on the television, um, was that actually I thought, unusually for us this season, we've been complaining about tepid starts. We were at them and, and went yes. at them from the word go and ran the ball. And, and I had them on the back foot and found spaces. And yeah. Bowen absolutely destroyed Bird with a, with a run down the the right, uh, cut the ball back and it, in a carbon copy of the, uh, of the Fulham goal, um, it, 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 the width of the post saved them. It, 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 he had, the, he had the, burn on toast most it of would the have game, been a, didn't he? did. He absolutely did. And it, it would have been a, a very similar goal to the one that we created against Fulham, wouldn't it? If, if it had gone in and it might have been a very, very different game because there's no doubt that horrendous individual errors cost us, um, uh, very very badly, and uh, uh, the second half we absolutely fell to bits. But that first half, if you'd have, you know, yeah. that, that first half was not. You, you obviously see a game like that through the prism of a five-one scoreline, don't you? And the the horror show that it eventually was. But actually, at half time, having got the goal back, yeah, I'm thinking, oh well, you know, we're we're right in this game now. We've we've given as good as we've got in this first half. We've had some chances. They look vulnerable, surprisingly, because they've got a very good defensive record. Um, and then, you know, half a minute into the second half, completely buggering up, you know. Because I thought yes. there was a, a bit of an overreaction to the to the to the scoreline, or the reaction was to the scoreline rather than the result. Yes, um, yes. And as as you say, Jim, I think there was a small period. There was a short period after they went two 0 up. And, and and what a horrible way to go two 0 down as well yeah, with yeah, um, you know what was originally flagged offside, um, eventually that was given. Yeah. Uh, um, there was a period that there was that period sort of between going two 0 down uh, for that that ten minutes after that, and then for the last fifteen minutes of the game we were dreadful. But I thought for the rest of the game, you know, we showed we at least showed spirit and, and we did. Yeah, um, we looked as though we might score. Um, which you know the five, a five-one defeat sort of suggests otherwise, but uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of games, a lot of games in my time, and I've seen games where we've not even looked remotely like scoring. The one that came to mind recently was uh, do you remember under Avram Grant playing Arsenal at Upton Park? It was just after he'd been rumoured to be replaced by Martin O'Neill. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, I don't think we got over the halfway line for the whole no. game. We were absolutely <laughs> terrible. That season so, had a few know, just 
take take things put things in a bit of perspective yeah, yeah. So i think so i think that's i think that's true i i do i do agree with that 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 um in a way we've been spoiled for a, for a while it, it, in that we are always you know we we we've done badly this season and and lost games but as as Phil has already said we've been quite often competitive in those games um and just but for um poverty of 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 chance taking you know could yeah. have, could have could have got picked up more points and the occasional bit of bad luck and whatever but it's never been a sense that um you know, we've been completely just not in a game at all and, and utterly mullered. So it was a mullering, yes, eventually, but it was one of those games that turns on a few individual mistakes. Um, and who knows, if, we, if that goal had got in first, we'd have been 1-0 up after about three minutes. Could have been a very different game. You, you, you yeah. never know. Um, I, I think it is difficult. I mean, I, I, you know... The the defensive errors were obviously sort of what the what the headlines were about and what the topic of conversation was. But I think there is, you know, we absolutely cannot put the ball in the net this season. And I think if you, you know, if you're in a game, the other team scores, but you know you can, you know you're capable of scoring. That's going to give you a different mindset from thinking, oh no. We've conceded now. We're not very good at scoring goals. And I just think that the absolute paucity of goals this season has got to be affecting us sort of mentally, you know. Definitely. For a start, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the strikers themselves, because they're failing to score, are being a bit selfish. We, we've seen, you know, Antonio when he could have squared and we could have got a goal. And I can't remember what game that was in and whether that actually affected our, you know, the points we got from that game, but it was absolutely nailed on square ball to, I can't remember, four nails, I think, that he just kicked it into the prone goalkeeper's midriff. Similarly, I saw that Moses, um, sorry, not Moses, um, Cornet, Cornet uh, miss at the end on TV, and it was absolutely right. I think he just, you know, the red miss descended, and he thought, if I get a goal, you know, especially since he's been out for a long time. It was as much about his psychology as it was the I mean, psychology yeah. of the team. Yeah, for sure. I, think, I agree. And of course, you know, <clears throat> he's, um, yeah, attacking players, strikers, the best strikers are greedy and do score goals, you know. They, um, uh, but you have to, <laughs> you're going to be greedy. You have to stick the ball you in You have the to net. score. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. We've yeah. had, um, you know, we've had more than our fair share of strikers who, who greedily take chances take take on chances but don't score them you know i yeah. mean antonio is has been guilty of that this season definitely um and and you know bowen has been off off in terms of just actual finishing bowen has not yeah. been uh, you know the bowen of last season has he um although his all round play has been good i think and uh, especially last few games yeah absolutely um, and uh we'll be back after this message I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Um, they were terrible errors, weren't they? Um, you know, yeah, we were sort gosh. of as it, you know, it, quite often when something like that happens, it's a bit like, you know, being at the scene of a terrible accident or something. It, it all goes by in a bit of a blur. I mean, we sort of assumed that um, Fabianski's pass out to Aguerd was over here, under here in the wrong direction, and that was partially responsible uh, for Aguerd's mistake. But it wasn't. Aguerd just, it was completely Aguerd's fault, and I don't know quite what he was doing. You know, it really felt for him. He was obviously distraught at his his error. Yeah, completely, but, uh, completely out of, you know, there was no sign of any any kind of mistake like that being in him. No. Uh, whereas no. Kera, on the other hand, um, oh. who... Who headed the ball behind for a corner without without looking again, behind him? Again, or... again, yeah, I, I definitely that was that was dreadful. But um, you sometimes wonder about Fabianski's communication, and you know, the, yeah. the kind of it, it, the it's mistakes. The the, the one was just individual, but I mean, mistakes are rarely you know just individual as in the in defense, isn't it? It's about yeah. how the communication is functioning as a as a back five, um, including the goalkeeper. Um, and nobody clearly gave him a shout. He didn't realise the guy wasn't as close to him as as he thought, you know. But, but uh, gosh, Kerr uh, has got a goal-conceding error in him mm. almost a, per game, hasn't he? I mean, uh, and I, I've been starting to count them. <laughs> I was talking about it together. <laughs> I started to count the ways in which, so he scored an own goal. Um, mm. He's given away a needless uh, penalty. Uh, he's uh, now headed the ball pointlessly. <laughs> Offer. He's been um, played someone on on side. He's been ball watching. Um, yeah, yeah. Got the perhaps wrong side. Going got the, the wrong set. side of someone, you know, mm. and letting them get in. You know, he's um, he's having a bit of a mare of a season, isn't he? I, I, I I've said. Repeatedly, I'm not quite sure what he is really as a footballer. Clearly, there's a footballer in him. It was his um, best right back performance. Was that Southampton? He was very, very good. Uh, okay. Emerson he was, and he... he was good away at Man United at right back, yeah. if you remember. Um, yeah. But God, you can't keep at this level. You can't keep making. He has cost us directly. I would say maybe half a dozen goals or more this season. Right. Um, yeah. And you can't carry someone who does that, can you? It's just simply every, all defenders will make mistakes, all goalkeepers will make mistakes. That's that's going to happen. And sometimes you get you get punished, and sometimes you don't. But he is, you know, he's quite often just near the scene of the crime, isn't he? With a smoking <laughs> yeah. gun, yeah, yeah, um, you know. Uh, the um, resulting corner from uh, that headed ball out um, was defended you know, we, badly. We cleared we cleared it very well, and then. Uh, ben Rama just failed to get in the way of their player, uh, their sort of right-sided player, um, or put in any sort of meaningful tackle. 
and yeah, came back but, in. You know. um, I, I would say Aguero, I really like, and I think he's going to be, and, um, and he took his goal against Southampton, by the way, fantastically well. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think he's going to be a very successful player for us, but he's a bit of a ball watcher. Uh, and uh, he's he's got this sort of tendency just to get just to get uh, allow players to drift away from him. Um, uh, that's that's something he's got to improve on, I think. And he was definitely ball watching for that for that goal for the Wilson goal. And then uh, Fabianski's uh, uh, just disastrous. Yeah, he he's. You know, a lot of the sort of great goalkeepers are big personalities, aren't they? In fact, as we were sort of talking about this after the game, it, they are less so these days. You know, the the days when you know uh, they were all people always said goalkeepers are slightly mad, and uh, those days have gone a bit. And Fabianski is sort of actively a bit of an extrovert, I think, and uh, you know. He ran off his line, but it's like you have to say, you have to be saying, this is mine. You need to be thinking about, you know, Schumacher. Uh, and, you know, absolutely, you know, if, if it is if it is the case that you're going to sort of clean a player out, well, then so be it. But uh, it's like he arrived at the ball and hadn't really given any thought to what part of his body he was going to use to come in contact with the ball. It seemed to be a surprise to him when he arrived at the ball after running off his line. And it's like, you've got to go, I am going to kick this ball. It's like he, he just... Uh, the ball was too high for him to kick. Much it? too high, too, yeah, yeah. too low for him to head. So he, he, yeah. was, he was caught in a sort of, well, what do I do? I try and hip it out of the way. And, um, you know, it just... But I think you're. I think if you're sort of. I think if you know you're going to kick a ball, you sort of adjust your sort of stride length as you run towards it. It's sort of. Sh it should be a fairly instinctive sort of thing to 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 you know do what it is you have aimed to do. You know, it feels like it's a kind of hand to eye coordination sort of thing that you. You arrive at the ball and then don't quite know what to do, you know. And obviously, yeah, he should have just, you know, chested it or stomached it just, you know, because he got to it and then attempted to sort of knee it. Just bizarre. Yes, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're normally berated for not coming off his line, don't we, Stu? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it was one of those things. It was just a series of, of horrendous... You know, sometimes, sometimes the, the sort of more systemic goal, the, the what, the second goal, particularly, of course, you know, the second goal, kind of crucial in a way in terms of where the direction the game's going to go. That was just such dreadful. You know, you're trying to hold quite a high line, um, and it's absolute basics of fullback play, isn't it? That you're checking constantly uh, and making sure you're 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 in line and not not playing someone. Mile as as in the end, he was comfortably on side, wasn't he? It wasn't even, yeah, actually, it wasn't even close. Uh, and that didn't both fullbacks play him on? I mean, I think, I think Emerson was was clearly at fault, but I think, but I think, um, I think uh, Kara was playing him on as well, right? Uh, so, I, 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 you know, that is Moyes would have been furious about that because on the whole, the West Ham signs of old 
gave that kind of goal away a lot, didn't we? I mean, we've seen we've yeah. seen that kind of sloppiness be- before now. Some of the some of the fullbacks we are playing for us, but Moyes teams don't tend to give that kind of goal away. Um, he would have been really really angry about that. Hence, going back to the old guard in defence, and and it's great to see Souffal back as well because yeah, he's he makes a difference not just in terms of the quality of the fullback play, but in terms of the spirit and determination and blood and guts nature of the side, you know. He's, he's and he all... had a fairly good game against Fulham, I hear. Yeah, he was pretty good. He's always pretty good, isn't he, on the whole? He had a little, a little wobble. When he, he had that earlier operation, didn't he, and struggled to come back from that a bit, you know, and, and people were giving him pelters because, he, you know, I think he was playing and not absolutely 100% fit, match fit. Um, but since he's, since, you know, second half of the season, I think he's he's, he's been good. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. definitely definitely back definitely back to his old self and I thought when he came yeah. on I think he came on on Wednesday night as one of those four didn't he that, yeah. Uh, yeah midway through the second half he, he was one of our best players uh, yeah. not that that was too difficult but um, <laughs> he uh, he showed quite a lot of application and uh, if the others had taken more notice of what he was doing we might have been mm. um, it's just a level of concentration a level of application isn't it and yeah. hopefully yeah. Um, although we've seen all those mistakes, if they all come in one game, yes, I'll, I'll take that. Um, yeah, if it means yeah. if it means yeah. we don't uh, commit suicide in any of the next nine, is it we've got left? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're going to need we're going to need Aguirre to play. We're going to need Emerson to play because yeah, you know, he's he's he, going forward his pace and you know. The ICA has things to offer. Emerson <laughs> so, was, uh, uh, Emerson and, was and, lucky to stay on the pitch on feel... Wednesday. Sorry, Emerson was lucky not to get sent off on Wednesday. Yeah, as he well, was wasn't very he? lucky. I thought the, the that second challenge, I think it was, was mm. oh, was a bit tasty. Yeah, no, he was a bit lucky. Um, uh, but as you say, Phil, the prospect of, of, of Cresswell trying to trying to you know watching Saka just whiz past him is yeah. slightly worrying. Uh, I've got to say. Um, yes, I'm less I mean, worried about the centre. I'm less worried about Ogbonna because I think he has so many. We'll play. We'll play very deep against Arsenal, won't we? But very narrow and very deep, and make them try and pass it through us and try and hit them on the break. That's how that. And we'd be mad to play that game any other way, wouldn't we? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. But I think we, we, you know, we have to give some attention to how we get the ball in the other team's net because you've got to give the other team something to think about, haven't you? Um, yeah, I mean, just to top off, you know, this week, it, it's, it's, you know, if we said if we come out of this week with two wins, that'll be great, yeah. and we You'd did be very happy. You did, you know, You'd be very um, happy. Those three fixtures, six points, you have yeah. to be happy with that in terms of the. The fight to stay up and, and and gone a long way to to to, to achieving that fight. We've got nine games left. I've been looking at it quite carefully and looking at the fixtures of the other teams have got and just thinking about you know um, uh, what it is going to take to stay up. I I wouldn't be surprised if thirty four points kept you up this season the way it's going to go. I certainly think if we can win a couple more games, that'll be it because. Southampton are now on twenty-three, and they've only got they've got eight games left. I think they are not going to go. They are not going to get. So let's say we got thirty-five points. They're not going to get thirteen points from those eight. It's simply not going to happen. And their running is quite difficult as well. I think Leicester 
would have to get 11 points to go past us if we got 35. Um, they've shown, even with the change of manager, um, they've shown no sign in recent form of, of, of getting 11 points from eight games, I think. And again, they've got one or two tricky ones. Um, and the team with a really horrendous set of fixtures is Forest. Um, I can't see them getting another six or seven points. I just don't think that's going to happen. They're not playing very well at the moment. Mm. Um, and we've mm. got one or two of these teams to play. I mean, away at Bournemouth, they, they're finding a bit of form. Yeah. That's an important game, getting something out of that. Um, you know, we've got Leeds at, Leeds at home, and we've got Leicester. So we've still got games that, you know, that, that, that in which we will, you know, be playing other teams that are down there. Uh, and anything you can pick up against the, the, the top half teams uh, is going to be a bonus, isn't it? Uh, I think, yeah, I think we, I think we'll probably get thirty-five or thirty-six points, and I think that'll be enough. Yeah, interesting. I, I, you know, given that our strikers are just not scoring goals, as you say, playing Mobama would be, you know, or at least having him on the bench to come off the bench would be. I, I think that would be a good thing. But I, I feel that like. Moyes needs to, and perhaps Fulham was the beginning of this, needs to start to, perhaps through substitutions, shuffle the deck a little bit with what his attacking options are. You know, sort of regularly seeing Lanzini playing very well in these European games, even though they are much weaker opposition than you come across in the Premiership. Um, you know, it just doesn't... I doesn't go unnoticed. He was the best player on the pitch against Larnaca. He was the best player for us on the pitch as well as, you know, obviously Larnaca were probably man for man a worse team than we were. But uh, um, he was very good in that game, as was Fournals. And um, I, I, you know, it, it has been a criticism levelled at Moyes this season that he's very slow, very reluctant to make substitutions. Uh, against South, uh, against um, uh, Newcastle, he made the rather flamboyant sort of quadruple yes. substitution yeah. substitution in the sixty third minute when we're like, was that after their third had gone in? Or yeah, the it might have been. I don't was know. It just yeah, two? yeah, it must have, yeah, it must yeah have been. there was a big the gap between the third and the fourth, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, the third was the just after away. half time, wasn't it? So yeah. yeah, that's right. So it was. It was on sixty three minutes. So we were already three one down. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, the Southampton game, I remember thinking changes at half time would send a signal in this game because, you know, let's go out and win this, you know, and start winning it from the second half. Don't just stay in the game. Let's win it. Let's, you know. And um, I wish he would sort of. You know, the trouble is attacking substitutions. He tends to make like for like substitutions rather yeah. than jig the lineup a little. And it wouldn't need to. You know, it's not. It's not a question of having to sort of suddenly switch to from you know uh, three five two to four four two. You know, or, or vice versa. It's just a sort of slight moving someone inside and moving someone up. You know, but it feels like those changes should be things he's looking to make rather than sort of write off a game in which we failed to score or, or only scored from a set piece and go, oh, well, there's another, the next game, I'll try and maybe jig the uh, attacking lineup. You can actually do it within the game, especially if you have nothing to lose or haven't put the ball in the net yet. 
you know um you know i like that i i sort of liked the 352 uh which we played away at villa because it sort of pushed us further up the pitch we still didn't really score score many goals in that game but it got us further up the pitch and i think the closer you can get players to our misfiring forwards we might just put more bullets in the gun you know um yeah, yeah. maybe um you know for for arsenal at the weekend absolutely as you say jim i mean we just can't we can't Yes, I mean, it'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see what he does at the back because, you know, if it's Bonner and Zuma, they are both very slow and Arsenal's front line are very mobile. Aguerd is quicker. I mean, um, you know, you were going to play both Zuma and uh, Bonner. I would say. He might play all three of them. He might yes. play all three. That's what I was thinking. Maybe, play, maybe you might, might play. You might play Emerson and and um, and Sufala's wing backs and go and go that way. Um, and you, you wouldn't blame him for doing that. I mean, I, no, know, absolutely. Uh, one way or another, they're going to have a lot of the ball. We're going to be. We're going to sit sit deep and sit tight and try and try and nab one on the break. We're going to have to play like an away team, aren't we? As we so often do, anyway. Uh, yeah, that kind of team. Um, so. But as we said before, I well, you know what I, I I like a three-five-two that plays like Harry's three-five-two with a kind yeah. of playmaker in a number ten role, and then two up front. You know, um, but we I don't think, have a Ben Ayew, though. No. Uh, sorry, a Berkovic, do we? We, we just no, don't, no. don't have one of them. Alanzin is the nearest thing we've yeah. got. Yeah, yeah, or possibly sort of Fornells in that position. Yeah, I don't think Moyes. I don't think Moyes rates him highly enough. Probably, you know. That's the one position that you often feel mm. that's that's what he'd be ideally suited to. He very rarely gets a chance to play there. He did in one of those Larnaca games, didn't he? Yeah, they, yeah. Played as a sort of number ten, <clears throat> and he was um, good. He was yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, it's a free hit, isn't it? Um, Sunday. Um, Anything you can get out of that is a massive, a massive bonus. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I was sort of hoping for a knows. point. I was hoping for kind of, in a way, at most, a point from the Newcastle game, and that just yeah. it's a free hit to an extent. But we've just we've got to make sure we don't get absolutely thumped. Yeah. Yes. Another the goal difference why. thing he'll, as well. He'll, he'll really talk. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was goal difference is another point. Leeds handy in that respect. Because yeah. Leeds are one of the teams that are close to us in terms of, or ahead of us in terms of goal difference. So yeah. um, Leicester's goal difference is pretty good still, isn't it? Is it um, yeah. Think. Yeah, um, it's not dissimilar to ours, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, we've got Ghent in two days' time. Uh, yes. Be interested to see who plays in that. Well, I imagine it'll be a similar sort of balanced side to some of the ones he's been playing fairly regularly in these European games. Um, as you say, Lanzini will probably. Feature, I think he started all of them, hasn't he, Lanzini? Yeah. Uh, I think probably Fornaus. Um, Fornaus looks like he needs the game time to me. Um, well, that doesn't surprise me, really. He's yeah, barely, exactly. barely got a kick this um, uh, I'm guessing Ariola in goal as, as, as uh, usual for those games as well. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it'll, have to be, it'll be Antonio, won't it? Probably, I imagine, up front. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, I think, yeah, you know. And you're going, Jim? 
well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to get. I'm going to get. It went down to um, uh, sixty points on the uh, uh, in terms of getting getting the tickets, and I've got fifty nine. So, um, having made my arrangements to go, uh, I, I missed out on a ticket. But uh, it's supposed to be a very nice place, and we'll we'll just treat it as a city break, and we'll we'll watch it somewhere. It'll, it'll be a good trip, I think. Anyway, so. Um... Try and get them. Try and get tickets from scalpers. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Go around whispering, buying, buying. Right. Right. I, will. I might do. We right. might do that. We might do that. Right. Tickets. Yeah. Tickets. Anyway, I like Belgian beer, and uh, there you go. You Don't can smash up in any trouble. Center. Don't you go causing any trouble yeah. out there, Jim? No, oh, no. Go on, Jim. You only live once. Yeah. Cause trouble. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. It's high time I cause some trouble, actually. Isn't it? What 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 do you predict for the Ghent game? I don't really know much about Ghent. No, I don't. Um, they're, they're sort of doing quite well in their league, aren't they? They're sort yeah. Of, I mean, we've played, so we've seen a bit of Belgian um, football, haven't we? We, we? we played Genk in the Europa last season. Yeah. And Delect, we, we beat home and away, didn't we, in yeah. this, in this, this time round. Um, they are in a similar sort of, you know, they're kind of in that kind of, Bracket, aren't they? They're they're, they're yeah. similar sort of, similar, but they again have recent season been slightly stronger than them, but I don't think they are this season. Um, um, I think there are a few places above Anderlecht in their league, but you know, I, I, you, you would hope that uh, on on the evidence of those games against those other Belgian teams that we, we should have we, we should have a bit too much from over the two legs. I'd be happy with the draw out there to be honest and then hopefully beat them at home yeah yeah uh predictions for that game one all rob yeah my knowledge of the belgian first division is limited i have to say so um i'm just a stab in the dark but i'd i'd be more than happy with 2-2 two, two to bring back i think we'll win we'll win 1-2 uh, and now there's Arsenal at the weekend. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, not going to make not going to make us predict that, are you? Yes, yes, very much de rigueur on this podcast. Uh, I well, I I, I I think we will be uh, as I say, I've already described what what it's going to be like, um, and for that reason, I think we'll keep it to two nil to them. Yeah, Rob. Mm. Four one to us. Excellent, excellent. That's what I normally say. Uh, well, I'm gonna say one nil to us. Wow, you're uh, predicting that Arsenal, the free scoring Arsenal team, yes, will, not, will score. not score in this game. We will frustrate them. We will have uh, one percent possession, and they will have ninety nine percent possession. Okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay good money to see Arteta, Arteta's face. We'll have one of those yeah. Roy the Rovers formations where the team just forms a human pyramid in front yeah. of the goal. <laughs> um, the, this is the second of uh, the league's worst shithouse managers uh, in the space of about 10 days. Um, oh, Pope just sat on the ground 
Pope just sat on the ground apropos of nothing. And that really is appalling, isn't it? Because, you know, we saw some European games where I think it was Leon at home where one of their players just sat on the ground and the referee just waved play on around him. And he sat there for quite a long time while a game of football went on around him, like a small child in a supermarket looking up <laughs> at all the giants with their trolleys. It's a, a small lost child as lots of footballers' legs go past them. Until he just fucking got up and I thought that was really good refereeing but of course a referee it's it's sort of blackmail it's emotional blackmail when it's a goalkeeper and I think that's why Eddie Howe told tells Pope to you know slow the game down sit down pretend to be injured the trainers will come out give you a rub down you know we can't the game can't carry on and then you're allowed to run back on the pitch. That's not allowed. Perhaps it should be allowed. Perhaps that should be something that can happen. Yeah, the trainers will deal with you off the pitch and then you can come back down. But the game will have started, so you better run back to your goal quite quickly. You know what I mean? It was just appalling and there's, you know, another of their players kind of sat down. Also, they were filthy in that game. They committed a lot of fouls in that game. And now we're going to have arguably the worst of the Premier League shithouse managers come to our place on Sunday. I'm just not looking forward to, you know, I think it was earlier this season, wasn't it? Tierney, Tierney just lied about being hit in the face by Soufal. Soufal palmed him off with a kind of palm to his chest, went down holding his face and um, Soufal got a yellow card for that. Just complete, yeah. complete and utter fiction. There's just going to be yes. Martinelli is the worst shit house player in the division, I think. Um, so there's going to be that to contend with as well. They can't, you know, not satisfied with just playing football well. They do all the shit houses and all the dark arts. Too. It's becoming impossible to watch modern football. It is, yeah. Well, between VAR just... and the shithousery, yeah. it's really made it hard. I, I agree. In the last couple of years, and I've the really irony thought, is that I, it's the VAR. One of one of the effects of VAR should have been to end shithousery, shouldn't it? Yeah, it's because it's, it's very, very clear. You know, the, the, the VAR could could intervene in a situation where someone pretends that they've been smacked in the face when they yeah. haven't been smacked in the face. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> extraordinary really well it's the nature of the game it's the nature of the people that run it they they don't actually know what they don't have any sense of morals so they don't know what is wrong and what is right therefore var you know var and refereeing sort of uh leave you know real crimes unpunished whilst sort of punishing things that just a bit of handbags between two players you know that's sort of furore about the uh, the linesman just kind of going, get off me, and raising his elbow to that yeah. Liverpool player. He doesn't go anywhere near him. And actually, the Liverpool player doesn't, doesn't react or fall to the ground or pretend to be hit in his face. Nothing has happened, and nothing has turned into this huge thing now. It's just ridiculous. It's like this obsession with things that aren't important and a complete ignoring of things that are important, like out and out cheating. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, that week we saw we saw two wins and a defeat. And 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 you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I think if we had changed managers uh sometime during the kind of winter transfer window, and then after 
the halfway point of the season after the 19th game and from game 20 onwards, we'd got four wins, three draws and three defeats. We'd go, I'm glad we changed managers. But that sort of is what we've got under Moyes. You know, Mm. out of 10 games, we've won four of them, drawn three of them and lost three. And, And it's like, I'm not sure anyone else coming in would have done any better than that. No, I think you're probably right. Um, uh, on the other hand, and there's probably stuff for the for the next the next podcast. You know, it, it does look as though he's not going to be the manager long term going forward. And uh, yes, there are some quite interesting conversations going on now, aren't there, about, about who might ultimately replace him? Um, yes, that's, that's probably the time. I think probably is. Yeah. So uh, so let's wrap up for tonight. This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans, and with me have been Jim Grant. And Rob Banks. Good night. Come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.